0: Lord God, excuse me, what a blessing it is. What a blessing it is to stand in your presence together. What a blessing it is to, Lord, be your children. To know that we can approach you together. And Lord, that we can together come to you and we can make a recognition that you are holy. You are God. Lord, we can come together and we can recognize that you are our provider daily. God, we can recognize that it is our desire to work together that your will would be done in this place at this time. It is our recognition that we together can recognize our sin and still ask forgiveness and then grant that forgiveness to those around us. And Lord, it is our great privilege to recognize that we can follow you in such a way that we can have victory over temptation. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Lord, when Christians stand together with that kind of recognition, when Christians stand together as one in unity, when Christians stand together, there is nothing that can stop us. The gates of hell will not even prevail when that happens. Lord God, we are thankful when we recognize these things. Together, I look at this list of prayer concerns, and I look at this list of God hunt sightings, places where people have seen God at work, and I think about your provision, and I'm thankful. Lord, we do pray for Rich and his upcoming surgery. We pray for Dan. Lord, bring healing to these men. God, it's beyond what we can do. It has to be you. It has to be you. God, we thank you for protection. Again, your provision. You provide these things for us. God, we, we know that there are many who are sick among us from all sorts of stuff. Cancer. COVID. COVID. But God, these are just diseases that are going to be defeated. God, these are diseases that are already defeated. Because sin has been defeated. Satan has been defeated. And someday, God, someday we will bask in your glory. Someday, 10,000 years from now, we will gather together. And we will look back at this moment, and we will recognize your provision. You are God. We give you honor. We trust you for our provision. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Well, about 99.9% of my time this week was spent uh, on the telephone. (laughs) And so, whatever comes out in this sermon, it's going to have to be God. Because it's not going to be me. That's the way it's supposed to be, anyways. (laughs) Lord, as we open your word... It's with expectation. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Bring light into our heart. Help us to understand and grasp you today. Amen. I want to start today by reading a passage of scripture that we are familiar with, and it is a Christmas passage of scripture. But today I'm going to do something that um, I do occasionally, but um, not very often. I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture to you today. Because I feel like we need to soak in God's word today. And I, you know, I always feel that way, but this is going to be a little different. I hope it will be helpful. So Luke chapter 2. Good news of great joy, great joy that will be for all the people. And the shepherds, they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, joy, happiness, gladness, rejoicing, the joy of Christmas, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Holy Spirit. I have a simple question for you this morning. Do you desire joy? Not a hard question. And I'm pretty sure the answer to that question from everybody will be yes. Well, are you sure? Turn to the person next to you and ask them. Do you desire joy? Not a real difficult discussion. That is not a hard question to answer. The search for joy, happiness, gladness, rejoicing. This is the search that seems to be, it's hardwired into our soul's Seeking joy is good. Seeking joy, it's natural. Seeking joy, it's just it's it's a part of being human. We we are hardwired to seek joy. And I think about the shepherds in this story. It's the story of Jesus' birth. And I want what they had. Do you want that? Do you want to be as joyful as the shepherds were? When they recognized what had happened? I want that. I want that moment of joy. I want to go praising and rejoicing God. So how do we do this? How do we find this joy? Do do we have to wait for a host of angels to appear in heaven before we can get this joy? No. No. I'd like to suggest to you this morning that joy or happiness or gladness, whatever words you want to use, it can be found in two places. And really, this is obvious. So this isn't one of those sermons where you're going to be like, wow, that was an interesting Greek word I just learned. This is going to be one of those sermons where you're like, yeah, I've known that for a while. Okay, so this is a reminder sermon. So there's two places that you can find joy. Here's the first place. You can find a type of joy or happiness that comes from the world. So Hebrews 11 verses 24 and 25, I think are helpful here. This is part of the long list of people who have um, been faithful to Christ and to God throughout the ages. And this is just one little piece where it talks about Moses. The faith of Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. The fleeting pleasures of sin is a kind of joy or happiness. It just doesn't last. It doesn't satisfy it. It's momentary. Now I, I don't think I really need to explain this because I'm pretty sure you're acquainted with this. This kind of joy, it's available. It's available to everybody. And my guess is, in fact, it's not even a guess. You have tasted this type of joy. It's the joy that is the fleeting pleasure of sin. It's it's a joy of the world, not the joy of the world. It is the joy. How do I say that? You know what I'm talking about. It's a joy that's not from God. It's a joy that comes from the world. It's not a lasting joy. Ah, but there's a second type of joy. And the second type of joy is the one that we're talking about today. The one that we talk about through the entire Christmas season. The one that we talk about for all of life. It is the joy of the Lord. John 15, 9 and 10. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed the Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Can you just look at the end of that? Just I want I want you I want you to just Think about what Jesus said at the very end of that phrase. Do you see it? I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be, what's the word? Complete. Do you know you have access to complete joy. Jesus said this again only a chapter later, John 16, 24. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. What I don't I don't know how to make this. Real to you, there is the possibility of a completeness of joy. I want you to compare this to the joy that is available in the world. The fleeting pleasure compared to completeness, there is a completeness of joy, complete joy. Have you ever pondered the difference between joy and complete joy? I I want that to sink in somehow into your mind, but I don't know how to say it better than what Jesus has said. I don't know how how to make it come out more than just to look and say, there is complete joy available in Jesus. Complete joy. Now, the early church, they they understood this. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. The word glad in that it's, it's the word for joy. Gladness and joy. These are interchangeable words. The people in the early church, by being together, by doing life together, there is joy. And it's this, it's this joy that, that comes from Christ. It is this completeness of joy. This joy that is from God, not the fleeting joy of the world. Gladness, joy, happiness, complete joy. First Peter 1.8 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Now that word's for us. We, we can't see Jesus physically now. But we can have access to what Jesus spoke about when he spoke, and it was recorded in John 15 and 16. We have access to this. We have access to complete joy. 1 Thessalonians 5:16, not a long piece of scripture. This is a command of God. So, I mean, if I I guess if I just command you it'll work, right? Be joyful. I mean, I wouldn't normally do that except that's just what the scripture says. Be joyful always. Okay, so if you're the kind of person that needs a command from God, this is for you, right? If you're like, well, I'm not going to do it unless I command it. Okay, there it is. Be joyful, always. And then back to Acts chapter 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were, now just hold on a second now. There's a connection now between this complete joy and the Holy Spirit. Well, that's interesting. Look at Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? The, this, this, this idea of joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit. What is that? What is the connection of the Holy Spirit and joy? How does this work? I don't know. It just does. There is a connection between joy, complete joy, gladness, happiness, the completeness of these things. There is a connection. And and here's the thing. I think some people, some Christians, think that all of this is a nice conversation about what heaven's going to be like. I agree with you. Heaven is going to be like that. But that's not what any of these verses are referring to. None of these verses are referring to heaven. They're referring to right now. Somehow we in the church have gotten mixed up to think that all of these promises are promises that are future promises. Well, they are future promises, but they're not just future promises. This joy, this completeness of joy, it's available now. Do you remember last week, we talked about the disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer, and the passage we studied the last part that we looked at, we only looked at the last part very briefly because we were in other places, but I want to read again the last three verses from what from what we talked about last week. Look at Luke 11, 11 through 13. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give The Holy Spirit to those who asked Him. Make the connection now. Make the connection now, will you? The complete joy spoken of by Jesus. It is the joy of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be given to you if you ask Him. Do you see? Do you see? Joy is a gift. It is something you can ask for, and you will receive it. And what is this joy? It is the Holy Spirit himself. You guys, there's a connection here. You've got to get in the middle of 2020. You've got to get this. In the middle of where we are right now, in the middle of where you are, you've got to get this. Joy is a gift God is ready to give you. You just need to ask. Think about that. Think about that. Complete joy is a gift that can be asked for. And received by you. Complete joy is a gift that can be asked for. And received by you. Did you know that? Have you realized this? Okay, I got to stop my sermon here. I'm going to stop my sermon. Because... This, this is too important to skip over, okay? So I'm willing to guess that all the stuff I just said right there, you're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, you know, heard it before, you know, but come on. So I'm stopping right here. And if you dare, I double-dog dare you to close your eyes and to pray, and simply ask God to give you complete joy. The Bible says all you got to do is ask for the Holy Spirit, and you will be given the Holy Spirit. So close your eyes. And if you dare, I want you to have a moment with the Lord right now. And you at home, if your kids are running laps around you and they're screaming... Just stop right now, close your eyes, and ask God to give you joy. Amen. And here's what I hope. This isn't going to be as dramatic as I want it to be, but here we go. We're going to try. Okay, that wasn't super dramatic. But if you can imagine with me if that would have been super dramatic, my prayer for you is that the light in your heart just turned on. That the, the glory of Christ as King has now been empowered and illuminated in you in such a way that you are different from this moment. That all of the stuff that has been sitting on our shoulders, all of the stuff that has been weighing us down, and for some of you, there's a lot of stuff. For some of you, you've had struggles with cancer. For some of you, you've had just a pressure on you, a, 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 a pain on you about all of the stuff. And I talked with almost every one of you, and all of you have been feeling this. Look at the light of Jesus. My people. My flock. Let joy in. It's available. All right, back to my sermon. But Pastor Jason, that was a really nice moment and I Mostly lame um, illustration. But Pastor Jason, let's get serious here. How are we supposed to rejoice right now? Because you know what the Bible says. Philippians 3.1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. You know that word rejoice and joy? They're interchangeable. Rejoice, to rejoice is the visible expression of the joy that I'm talking about. To rejoice is, is the, the outpouring of the joy, the complete joy. When you get that, you rejoice. And Philippians 4.4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Oh, uh, Gabrielle, you hate it when I, when I sing. And last week was especially bad. Especially bad, I know. It was at the end. I get it. Okay? And I've sung this little song before, but it's meaningful to me, so I'm going to do it again. Because when I was a kid, this song was, like, burned into my head. Okay? You ready? Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. Gabrielle, you're not encouraging to me right now. Rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. Better than last week, still pretty bad. That song is etched into my soul. I think it was a VBS one time, and that stupid song was like the theme song. Don't you hate that? As a if you've ever been a VBS teacher, you know they have those theme songs. It drives you mad. That song is in my brain, and that song, I cannot keep it out of my head this week. I can't keep it out of my head this week. I don't know if it's because I just got to talk to all of you. I don't know. I can't keep it out of my head this week. Oh, but where was I just a second ago? I was just saying, Jason, oh, that's such a nice song, right? Even though it wasn't sung well. But, and oh, and and this is all great. I'm, I'm feeling a little warm and fuzzy, but could we just get real for a second? How am I supposed to rejoice? How am I supposed to have this joy? I didn't even, when you asked me to pray, I don't even know if I prayed that prayer because I don't know if I can really feel like rejoicing right now. I just want to be miserable. I just want to be miserable in this moment. Can I just, am I not allowed to be miserable in this moment? Well, I would like to tell you this. Trouble is real. Difficulty is real. Adversity is real. Disease is Is real. Marriage problems are real. Discouragement is real. The frustration with online classes is real. Disease is real. Disagreement is real. Death is real. Grief is real. but there is a hope in Jesus Christ that is real James 1 verses 2 through 4 This is a tough one If there's you know there's certain verses that a person should memorize this is one of them Consider it pure Joy. There's that word again, right? Pure, complete. Do you see it? And when do we consider it pure joy, my brothers? It's pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. How could that be? Because you know that the testing of your faith... Develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. How can this be? <laughs> And then 1 Peter 1, verses 6 through 9. In this you greatly rejoice. There's the word, rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, so that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible joy, a glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Do you see that? Do you see that there's a connection? There's a connection between the trials, the difficulties, the reasons that we think we are allowed not to have joy are the reasons that we are given the most complete joy. This is the way of Christ. This is the way of Jesus Christ. It is in our trials, in our difficulties. It is in our disagreements that joy is made complete when we ask God to give us his Holy Spirit. And the joy of the Holy Spirit changes us from the inside out. I'm going to read this one little section from the article. How can I find how you can find joy in the midst of trials. Here we go. We need to stop wallowing, whining, and complaining, and grab onto God's joy. Just like salvation, joy is a free and perfect gift from Him, and we must reach out and accept the gift, grab onto it like a lifeline. Choose joy over bitterness, anger, and sorrow. Make a decision to choose joy every day, no matter what. Look at these great examples from Scripture. Second Corinthians 8, 2-3. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their limit. First Thessalonians 1, 6. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of... Severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 5.16, be joyful always. Hebrews 10.34, you sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. And the best illustration of all, Hebrews 12.2, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. All through Scripture, we see the persecution of the church, the trials and hardships that believers have faced. The challenge then is to truly learn how to consider each trial joy. End of quote. This is the way of Christ. Hebrews eleven thirty-two through 38 says, And what more shall we say? Remember, this is back to the, the list of the great heroes of the faith. And what more shall we say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and and routed foreign armies. "'Women received back their dead, raised to life again. "'Others were tortured and refused to be released "'so that they might gain a better resurrection. "'Some faced jeers and flogging, "'while still others were chained and put in prison. "'They were stoned. "'They were sawed in two. "'They were put to death by the sword. "'They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, "'destitute, persecuted, mistreated. "'The world was not worthy of them. "'They wandered in deserts and mountains.' And in caves and holes in the ground. Praise God for persecution. Praise God for trials. Our joy comes from these. If the joy of the Lord is in us. And the last passage that I think is so interesting. Philippians 4, 2 and 3 a passage you may not have read or even considered before this moment a personal note of paul at the end of his letter to philippians i plead with yodia and i plead with syntyche to agree with each other in the lord yes and i ask you loyal yoke fellow help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel along with clement and the rest of my fellow yoke, fellow workers Whose names are in the book of life. It's a strange passage to end. A message on joy. I mean, it's, it's literally Paul telling a couple ladies who disagree. To come back together. I mean, that's what this is. Why in the world are we talking about this? I mean, here are two faithful Christians. Whom Paul. Ministered in the power of the gospel side by side with them. He asked them to come back together. Why would I include that passage at the end of this sermon? Are you ready for this? Look at the next verse. God is good. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is available to you. The trials of this moment that we are enduring now can lead us to complete joy. Where's my amen button? I need it. Where's, where, I need, Heidi, you, there it is. Bam. <laughs> that is so meaningful to me. That Yoidea and Syntyche's disagreement is followed by in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God you have a choice. You have a choice. Choose joy. Yes, trials will come. Yes, life is difficult. Choose joy. Yes, we have disagreements. Choose joy. Yes, life is difficult. And 2020 stinks. Choose joy! Focus on God's provision. Ask for the joy of the Holy Spirit. And then, maybe then, we truly can join the shepherds. In Luke 2.20, And we can return, glorifying and praising God for all the things that we have heard and seen, which were just as we were told they would be. Amen.